Coming up, this is for all the lonely people. to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known Torah scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights that will make home life better. And today, I'm at Aisha Torah's headquarters in Jerusalem with my guest, Rabbi David Aaron, who will be speaking with us about when we or our loved ones experience loneliness. Rabbi Aaron is the dean and founder of Israelite, an international organization and center for Jewish learning in Jerusalem's old city, and Yeshivat Oraita, which offers a one-to-two-year program for high school graduates. To contact Rabbi Aaron or to purchase any of his eight books, you can visit rabbidavidaaron.com, which is R-A-B-B-I-D-A-V-I-D-A-A-R-O-N.com. Welcome back, Rabbi David Aaron, to At Home in Jerusalem. Thank you. Great to be back. Every person experiences loneliness from time to time, and it's so painful when we feel misunderstood or have no one to speak to. And you've written about when we courageously and completely embrace our loneliness when we discover our greatest companion. What, what do you mean by that? Well, the truth is that there is uh, an existential loneliness because even when you're with a friend and you're in pain and they say, I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. You don't know how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know how you feel. Uh, you know how you felt in a situation that might approximate the situation I'm in right now. But you don't really, really know how I feel. And even my wife, as much as she's empathetic and we're psychically connected, still, these are my feelings, right? Mm -hmm. So then, so is there really any hope to get past this loneliness? Well, what Torah teaches is that the one who absolutely does feel your pain is God. And actually, it is a verse that says, Anochi Hashem says, God says, I am with you in your pain. The Zohar, the Kabbalistic mm-hmm. classic, adds literally the word mamash, literally, mm-hmm. right? I'm literally with you in your pain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, well, what does that mean, that God is with me in my pain? I think a lot of people... Don't think of a God with us in pain because God's in heaven somewhere over there. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay for mm-hmm. him. He sees all the, he only sees the bright side of things <laughs> and here I am in this world. But Torah teaches that you are a soul and a soul is literally a facet of God himself. And so it's as if I had a discussion with my finger and my finger just got a cut. And I say to my finger, I'm with you in your pain. And my finger says, how could you be with me in my pain? I said, because you're my finger. Mm -hmm. That's how intense our connection is to God, Mm -hmm. that we are literally connected to God this very second. And so we are never, ever alone. God is with us in our pain. And, 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 and the more you know that, the more you'll get energy to move through it. Mm-hmm. Because the more you invite God into your pain, I mean, you don't need to because he's there, but you need to consciously invite God so you know that the creator 
is literally with you and cares with you and feels your pain. And why would God want to feel your mm. pain anyways? Mm. And that's because there's a deep gain waiting for you if you are willing to move through this pain. A deep gain. Yes. G-A-I-N. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Let's go through some examples. So let's say that a person is experiencing the pain of loneliness as a single man or woman. So how does it help? Or how can a person understand that... God actually feels our pain. Well, because when I understand that I'm a little expression of God in the world, then I understand that I am significant. I have meaning. I have purpose. I have power. And very often people think the way they get over loneliness is by being loved. Mm. When in fact, the way you get over loneliness is just connecting with that which is beyond yourself. Get out of yourself. So first of all, by recognizing God in your life, you're already out of yourself because you realize that you are connected to a reality much greater than yourself. Beyond that, nobody is stopping you to do some act of kindness, whether it's a smile at person. I mean, I always challenge my audience today. It's so easy to do an act of kindness. You know, you got your, you got your phone. You can send an SMS. Surely everybody listening right now can think of one person that if they got a one-sentence text, thinking about you, hope you're well, sending you my blessings. Wow, what a difference that would be. You know, so very often people are saying, well, nobody loves me. And, uh, and that's sad. Uh, certainly Judaism says God loves you right now. But, but to get over loneliness is not about being lovable, it's about being loving. loving. And therefore, mm-hmm. it's a rare situation that you couldn't go and help somebody. There's a, a story about a fellow in the concentration camp, and he was beaten by the uh, Nazi soldier to the point that he was a total invalid. And he decided that he was of no good. He, he could not do good for anyone, for anything. He decided he would kill himself and throw himself into the uh, electrical uh, fence. Mm-hmm. But then he heard in his head his teacher, his Rebbe, say, there's never a time you can't do good. And he said to his Rebbe in his head, but this time it's done. There's nothing I can do. And he heard his Rebbe said, no, there's never a time you can't do good. Mm-hmm. And then he realized, you know, I can listen. Mm-hmm. I can still listen. He walked back into the barrack and he became very famous for sitting at night while people would cry over their lost loved ones and just listen and cry wow. with them and hold their hands. Wow. Wow. And so, you know, he could have lived in his existential loneliness and feel, I'm so lonely, I'm good for nothing, I can't help anybody and nobody can help me. Mm-hmm. And then he realized and he found a way to help people. And when you get outside yourself, that's where you find yourself. Wow, amazing, amazing. You know, you, you also counsel married couples. And I'm just wondering, have you been told by one or the other spouse that they are lonely even within their marriage? How can, how can married people, a married person take steps, even if it's these mental right. steps that, you that talk about? That is extraordinarily yeah. painful because yeah. here's the person you live with. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to feel lonely because you're on the subway in New York City, okay, Mm -hmm. fine, you know, but this is a person you live with Mm -hmm. and you were hoping that somehow they would understand you and they don't understand you. And, um, And again, it goes back to a lot of work. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand. I think often people look at these movies on love and they and they think that somehow it's something you fall into mm. when in fact it's something you have to climb up to. Mm. And it takes a lot mm. of work. Mm-hmm. Love is work and the only relationship that works is the relationship you work at. Mm-hmm. And so if you're feeling lonely, then we need to learn ways to share that with your spouse because it's very possible they didn't even know that. And it's very possible that if they understood what you need and how you need to hear that you are loved and cared for, because everybody has a different love language and how I feel cared for is very different than the way my wife feels cared for. Mm -hmm. And I have to know, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself means not to give them what you love. (laughs) It's to give them what they love. They love what they need. Sure. Sure. Let's talk about children, teenagers even. So, a child, a teenager, uh, at some point, maybe many points along the way, will feel like an outcast, right? So lonely, so misunderstood. How can a child, how can a teenager possibly understand that God feels our pain? Well, that would, again, go back. If they're a child, then they will only understand it if they feel their parents. Okay. Because we once talked about this. You know, the archetype of God in our lives is our parents. Right. The first God in our life kind of is our parents, and we project that onto God. Mm-hmm. So if I he- feel heard and seen by my parents, mm-hmm. then I will very naturally feel that God, my, so to speak, higher parent, mm-hmm. um, my granddaughter said to my son, he said, you know, I have two daddies. He says, you do? Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, one on earth and one in heaven. Mm-hmm. And then she said, how come I don't have two mommies? Because <laughs> she's only heard of uh, father in heaven, but what about mother mm-hmm. in heaven? Mm-hmm. But the truth is that our children learn about God through their relationship with us. And, and But when they get older, they do need to be heard. Yeah. And part of that is do my children feel that I will accept them? Are they afraid mm-hmm. to tell me? And, uh, and then they can't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. But when they feel that they can share anything with their parents and, and their parents will be compassionate and on their side mm-hmm. to help them, mm-hmm. then they will share and they won't feel lonely. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Rabbi David Aaron, for talking with us about loneliness and connecting with the Almighty. Thank you. And there's more about the Jewish perspective on loneliness on H.com. Check it out. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.